Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Immunotherapy is the term used to describe techniques that provoke the immune system to attack and remove cancer. The argument goes that because the immune system is extremely specific in what it targets, and because it has a memory and can learn and improve its action as it goes along, this could be a powerful weapon for fighting malignancies. But we need to show the immune system what to attack, which is where a new development from researchers at Yale Medical School comes in. What they've done is come up with a way to find the genetic differences between cancer cells and healthy cells and trigger the tumours to massively overproduce the products of those altered genes, reasoning that this will set them apart from healthy tissue and provide a target for the immune system to latch onto. And in animal tests, it seems to work really well. Sidi Chen is the author. Here we have invented a new therapeutic called multiplex activation of endogenous genes as immunotherapy. Why multiplex? Because we are trying to tackle a lot of genes at the same time. And why activation? Because we are turning the genes on to stimulate the immune system so the immune system can wipe out cancer cells. And why endogenous? Because we know cancer cells have a lot of mutations and we want to have the immune system recognizing these endogenous genes in the cancer cells. Is it fair to summarize then by saying your strategy is to say, well, if we can turn on a whole heap of genes in cancers and make them stand out to the immune system, the immune system is more likely to be interested in that cancer and to wipe out those cells compared to the status quo at the moment where often these cancers fly under the immune radar and they're ignored. Precisely. How do you identify the genes that are mutated? Do you need to go in and get a piece of the cancer and read the genes that are in it to start with then? Precisely. We have performed genome sequencing of the cancer cells and compared that to the normal tissues of the same place and we can find the differences that are specific to the cancer. Is there not a danger, though, that by souping up so many genes like this, you could actually weaponize the cancer even more? That's a good question. The beauty of this technology is that you can essentially select any set of genes you want. We can only turn on the genes that are potentially not harmful and let them alert the immune system, and therefore the immune system come in and wipe out the cancer cell. And how do you do that? What's the mechanism for then engaging or upregulating those 1,000-plus genes? How do you do that? So this involves two concepts. One is non-replicative viruses that you can deliver into the tumors and turn the genes on. And the second toolkit is actually using gene editing. That You can think of gene editing like a scissor, but instead we're not using a scissor this time. We're using an inactive form of those gene editing tools So they will only bind to the DNA without damaging it. Instead, they turn on the expression of those targeted genes. Right, so you've got the viruses behaving a bit like a Trojan horse. They carry in a message that says, I'm going to make certain genes turn on. And at the same time, you're using the normal nuts and bolts of gene editing 
but rather than snipping holes in DNA, you actually make the DNA turn on. And, but because you can target where that happens, you can be discreet about which genes you're going for. Absolutely right. And what's the evidence this will work? So we have tested in animals bearing these cancers, including breast cancer, melanoma and pancreatic cancer. So when we treat these tumor-bearing animals, we can see a strong suppression of tumor growth And in fact, a large fraction of them actually went away. And were these animals with the equivalent of metastatic disease? Because most people who present with a cancer present with cancer that's already begun to spread. And one of the attractions of immune therapy, if you treat disease in one place, the immune system can then go and find the rogue cells wherever they are around the body. So does the same apply here? You're absolutely right. And in fact, when we treat the local tumours, the distant tumour actually also shrink. And is there no danger? If you put these treatments in, could they not go into healthy cells and then mess with healthy cells and either make them cancerous or make them targets for the immune system so you then develop an autoimmune disease where your immune system turns on you? From the animal studies we have done, we look at several hundred animals to see if that caused any major severe side effects. And in this study, we didn't see major side effects in almost all of these mice. But before we go into clinic, we have to do very rigorous safety studies and all that that's needed to go into clinic. Impressive stuff. C.D. Chen there. And his study was published in Nature Immunology.